Hello everyone, my name is Cole Hillary Okoth and welcome again to a very exciting time here at God's Wisdom Podcast. Today I want to continue with our podcast in the book of Proverbs chapter 10. And yesterday we discussed more about Proverbs chapter 9 about how wisdom is a she and give it up for all women outside there. Awesome! And actually today I want to look at proverbs chapter 10 and it's it will, I, I believe it will literally blow your mind because 10 is a number of guess it it is the number of the government literally something about the government something about the law when you look at the bible god gave the 10 commandments which is the uh, like his the kingdom's government let's say and when in the plagues, when the children of Israel, Israelites were being, um, they were being released. Let's say there were ten plagues. It's it it signifies that the the another government, like the government from above, something about the law, um, number ten signifies. So today we want to look at Proverbs chapter ten. And before we continue, we want to say God loves you and God cares for you. Wherever you are, God is in love with you. And I want to assure you that everything that you're going through or anything that it seems challenging in this season, God has already seen you seen your way out of it. And He wants you to know that. And He wants you to ponder upon those words in which he has spoken upon your life maybe the promises in which he said that he will heal all your diseases stick and stick into those words let the words sink into your heart maybe the words maybe the promise which god says that let the poor say that i am rich continue speaking the words of god into your life let them become a sword into your mouth let speak words of life. The book Joel, not Joel, Jude, not Jude. Uh, oh, oh, James, yeah. James literally said that the tongue is a fire. He, it's a fire within us. And it can either destroy or create. The, and I want you to create good things through your tongue, through your mouth. Say good things about your life because that is what God is saying about you and the bible says how can two walk together unless they are in agreement so you have to be in agreement with the word of god in what he's saying upon you in this life in this word so today let's continue the proverbs chapter 10 and the book of proverbs begins by saying the proverbs of solomon a wise son makes a glad father but a foolish son is a grief to his mother the treasures of wickedness profits nothing but righteousness delivers from death. The Lord will not allow the righteous soul to furnish, famish, but he will cast away the desires of the wicked. It begins by giving us an analogy between the wise and the fool. And you can see that both of them are sons. And I want you to know, to distinguish, where do I fall in? Am I a wise son or am I, or am, am I a foolish Son. And God wants us to be wise in this season. Literally, Paul said to one of the churches that walk in wisdom to those who are not redeeming the time. So in this time, you have to know how to walk in the steps of wisdom. And through that, you will be 
redeeming the time. Redeeming is the Greek word of buying back time. Because now time is flying so much. Jesus is coming back soon. The intensity of earthquakes and plagues that are happening is increasing. And the world itself is mourning for the children of God to be revealed. And now is the time for you to redeem back time. And God wants you to walk in wisdom. He wants you to be a wise son. A wise son. And the moment you walk in his wisdom, he will unveil to you things that are happening. Because in the book of Obadiah, I believe, is it Obadiah? I believe it says that the Lord does nothing unless he reveals it to its prophets and his children. So God wants to reveal to you things that is happening in this season. He wants to reveal to you his treasures. He wants to reveal to you how you may walk, how you may... He wants to reveal to you his heart. And to continue, today we want to, do, uh, we want to discuss more about Proverbs chapter 28, I believe so. Proverbs chapter 28. I didn't write it down. Now I'm not sure if it's 28 or it's 27. So um, let's begin by 27 before I go to 28. The Bible says, The fear of the Lord prolongs days, but the years of the wicked will be shortened. So the Bible says, The fear of the Lord, like last time we discussed, that the fear of the Lord is literally worship. The moment you tune your heart into the heart of worship, and you start worshiping him day and night. It's, it's, it's a rhythm, it's a relationship. You worship him. There is this, the last time we discussed that worship will add life to you. And Jesus said that I came that you might have life and have it more abundantly. But today and today, as we, as we add on it, the Bible says the fear of the Lord prolongs days it will make your days to be longer and make your days to be fruitful the moment you worship. And the Bible says most of the time Jesus was alone when he went to the mountain. He used to go to the mountain to pray. And one time Jesus told one of the women, in, while, the, while she came to draw, the Samaritan woman, while she came to draw water, and Jesus told her that the Lord is spirit, and those who worship the Lord is spirit, and those who worship will worship in truth and in spirit. For the Father seeks such. And I believe it's also happening in this season. God wants you to walk in worship. Just worship Him with your with your life. Lay it down as an offering, as a sacrifice. And the moment you lay down your life literally as a sacrifice of worship, it will change your life. You'll become more young, more strong, more intelligent, more favorable. And one of the commands in the book of Leviticus that the priests were given by Moses is that keep, in the book of Leviticus, I believe 20, it says that keep the fire burning in the altar. The fire has to continue burning. Once you, con you start worshipping, let it burn continue worshiping because the father seeks such he seeks the heart of worship and you may continue in worship and that's where you find your life you find your 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 strength 
you find everything that deals that involves life and godliness. So today we want to do Proverbs chapter 10 which says uh, the hope the hope of the righteous the hope of the righteous will be gladness but the expectation of the wicked will perish. The hope of the righteous will be gladness but the expectation of the wicked will perish and something i want to remind you today is about hope what is hope you may ask yourself what is hope and the world how it it defines hope is not the same as how we define hope we are not walking in the ways of the world we are not of the world we are of the kingdom of light we are of god and the bible says what actually is hope? Let us start with that. Hope comes from the Greek word elpis. And Strong's define elpis as the positive expectation of good in your future. The moment you expect good things to happen in your future and you are born again, that expectation, the positive expectation of good in your future, that's called hope. The moment you start hoping that I know I know that my health will will be better. I know that God will provide a way through in my provision. I know that God will provide a good relationship. I know that God will provide himself a lamb. The moment you have this positive expectation of good in your future, you I believe it's literally a, a heart that glorifies God. And a heart that that literally shows his heart towards you. So the Bible says that what actually why, why does God wants us to hope? Because the hope of the righteous will be gladness. In the end, in the end of the tunnel, why you are hoping for good health in your future? There will be gladness. Abraham hoped for a son. The Bible says, which I'm literally getting ahead of myself that against all hope he believed the nature he against all hope contrary to hope in hope believed so that he became the father of nations and the fruit of hope is gladness and you can see the fruit of the hope of abraham literally was isaac isaac means laughter there was gladness in the house because he hoped against all hope and god wants us to raise our hope he wants to raise he wants us to raise our hope in believing him in expecting good in our future expecting provision expecting health expecting a more good relationship he wants us to continue hoping so the bible says the hope of the righteous will be gladness the end product while you're hoping it will be gladness. You will be happy in the end of the tunnel. You won't come out weak, faded, jaded, insecure, but you'll come out with gladness and you'll come out with joy. And the book of Jeremiah literally says that in the book of Jeremiah 15, 16, I hope I'll, I'll, I will hope, Jeremiah 15, 16 says, your words were found and I ate them. Your words 
your word was to me the joy and rejoicing of my heart, for I am called by your name, O Lord God of hosts. The, the Bible says he ate the word of God. Receive the hope into your life. The moment you receive, the end product will be joy and rejoicing. Philippians, Paul says that rejoice in the Lord always and again and say rejoice. So the end product of hope will be rejoicing. And actually, Isaiah chapter 40, he said that those who hope upon the Lord, those who hope on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagle. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. You shall walk. You shall not faint. You will live the moment you hope on the Lord. You won't come on the other side sick, empty. You won't come. There's assurance that you'll come out with strength, with new vision, with new revelation. Those who wait on the Lord. And I believe waiting on the Lord is literally, you, while you wait, you hope. Waiting and hoping goes hand in hand all together. And this, and another function of, this is the end product of hope. You will, it will be gladness. You will have your Isaac. Your health will come forth. So the book of Hebrews chapter 6 verses 19 says, This hope we have as an anchor of the soul, both sure and steadfast, and which enters the presence behind the veil. This hope we have as an anchor of the soul. And the, actually the word anchoring the soul, the, it's used in the shipment business, the, the, the marine life. And anchor is, the primary use of an anchor is to make the boat to be steadfast and not to drift away. And our natural propensity as people, as a, as a man, is to drift away. We literally drift away from the truth. We drift away from what God had already said. We drift away in our emotion. But the Bible says this hope we have as an anchor of the soul. So the hope is an anchor that will help your soul not to drift away from what God has promised. It will help you not to drift away from what God is saying in your life. And the Bible says the hope we have is sure. It's not doubtful. It's not weak. It's sure and steadfast. And which enters the presence behind the veil. So literally it enters into the most holy place and it is secure in itself because it is from God. So God wants you to know that this hope you have, in the end it will be gladness. And the function of this hope is to help your soul to be strong. You'll be a person who is more like Jesus, more like him, compassionate, yet, yet strong. You'll be more kind. You will be more of joy. You'll have the spirit gifts of the Holy Spirit dwelling within you. So this hope you have is an anchor of the soul and it's sure and steadfast and enters the presence behind the veil. So in the book of Romans chapter 7 and 8 
in the book of Romans chapter 4 literally it begins by saying about Abraham and how the bible says for if Abraham was justified by works he has something to boast about but not before God for what does the scripture says Abraham believed in God and it was accounted to him for righteousness now to him who works wages are not counted as grace but as debt but now to him who does not work but believes on him who justifies the ungodly, his faith is accounted for righteousness. So there is this period in which you are hoping things have not yet manifested. You're still hoping for the best in your future. Things have not yet manifested. And God wants you in that season to hope. Hope the best is yet to come. For if the Bible says in Romans chapter 8 verses 24 that why hope on why does one hope for what he sees it makes no sense you hope on what you haven't seen you hope while there is that symptom you hope while there is that lack you hope while there is that insecurity and the moment you hope it will bring power it will bring um, healing and it will be bring deliverance so against all hope, contrary to hope, you have to believe that God still loves you, that God still cares for you, and that he will never leave you nor forsake you in this time. So the Bible says about Abraham that in the time while he was hoping, he, didn't, he was not considering his own body. So there are things you have to do while you are still hoping. You consider not the things that you see. You consider the things that are in heaven. So consider not your own body. Nor, he considered not his own body nor Sarah's womb. But he believed. He believed. And his promise never. His, he did not waver at the promise of God through unbelief. But was strengthened. And now we come to Romans 5. Which now it says, therefore having been justified by faith. We have peace with God. Through whom? our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have access to this faith. And it continues and says that now hope does not disappoint. The moment you've gone through tribulation, you've gone through perseverance, character, now character produces hope, and hope does not disappoint because the love of God has been poured out in our hearts by the Holy Spirit, which was given to us. Woo! Awesome. So start hoping, hope afresh, because the end product will be gladness. And today also in the book of Proverbs, it spoke about the blessing of the Lord makes one rich and does not add sorrow to it. The, in the end product, there will be abundance, there will be gladness, there will be joy. So continue hoping, continue seeing him, continue knowing that this hope we have is an anchor of the soul it holds you it holds you all together because of jesus christ he himself it's built upon the foundation of jesus christ the reason why we are hoping is because christ died on the cross and he gave himself for us the reason why we are hoping is because God has given us his 
own self. He has given us his grace. He has given us everything through his son, Jesus Christ. Now there is a strong foundation that has been laid. And that's what the book of Corinthians, the first, first, uh, the first epistle of Paul to the Corinthians, it says in the book of 3, in the book of 3, chapter 3, First Corinthians chapter 3, he says that for no other foundation can anyone lay than which is laid, which is Jesus Christ. So the reason why we are hoping is because it has been laid in Christ Jesus. It has been laid on a sure foundation, which is Christ Jesus. So start hoping and renew your hope because the moment you renew your hope, you'll start believing afresh. And the moment you start believing, great things happen. For without faith, no one can please God. And faith is the substance of things hoped for. You have to begin with hope and it will produce forth faith. And faith, God will use the faith that you have for a miracle in your life. So continue listening to God's word. And I believe that this proverb of chapter 10 has blessed your heart. And like, subscribe and share. And thank you so much. May God continue to bless you. And to encourage you. Thank you so much, everyone.